This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. My fucking God, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're all hard in the dick and twinkly in the eye, because guess what? It's the Wrestler Review with your boy, John Hastings. And your dad, Dylan God. Dylan God is Go not your dad. Dylan, <laughs> D- Dylan fires blanks. Ooh, Dylan fires thick, thick loads that are full of kids. At least three kids. I was talking to a friend of mine who he impregnated a woman on a one-night stand and now has a son as a result, and he said... It's weird because I remember the load that created my son. <laughs> yeah, because if you're with someone, it could be any load. But then you're like, wow, I really got a hold of that one. Yeah, like that was the load. <laughs> it's kind of like that one time you went to a batting cage and hit it farther than you've ever hit it before. It's nothing like that. I wish at the end of that, sometimes you had a kid. You, if you if you do really well at a batting cage, they just give you a kid? <laughs> Yo, you hit that ball super far. Here's a kid. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you know what? I am ready to raise life. Um, it's actually su- super appropriate. Let me say this about batting cages. You reach a certain point uh, in your age. You re- Fuck me. You reach a certain point in your life where you're just like, all I really want to do is get drunk in a batting cage. <laughs> it's the one of the only f- definitely fun things I know how to do. Like, golfing sucks, uh, but batting cages is just like exactly the same premise as golfing, but it's just, I don't know, a bit more... It's just a bit better, I think. But who knows? Let's talk about the person we came here to talk about. Come monkeys, nut up your ears for Bull Nakano. Ah, Bull Nakano. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the description of her on the WWE website. It begins. This is as of today. As of today, August, we're recording this, I will say, ahead of time uh, in early August of 2018. Yes. John, warm my ears with that sweet, sweet mouth love. The name Diva would never have fit Bull Nakano comfortably. Already right there, they're like, because she's fat. There was no... <laughs> and, it, and it elaborates on this theme. Already it elaborates on this theme. There were no little black dresses in her closet, no red-soled Louis Vuitton shoes on her feet. She was a warrior, plain and simple. And the women who survived their run-ins with Nakano have the scars to prove it basically she was fat and she'll cut you she (laughs) debuting as a competitor in the notoriously stern world of all japan women's pro wrestling not competitive stern Stern. they're very rude over there (laughs) careful they won't smile when you accomplish something Um, Uh, i just opened a door and you're just gonna walk through it yeah not even gonna say thanks uh, where I was raised, you shake a goddamn man's hand when you say hello. And if you don't do that, I'll bring this up for the rest <laughs> of our relationship. Can we start those weird locker room rules for comedy? Oh, that's a great idea. You know how you have to ch- change the Undertaker's hand or something backstage? Or it's alleged that you have to? I would love to, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this open micer did softly kiss me on the chest. Not the lips. The lips is when three years in. The chest. Owner of Comedy Club, yes. Hi, the uh, the new comedian on this show uh, did not limply shake my wrist. Banned. <laughs> As you know the rules of the comedian, I require one bottle of Jack Daniels because that apparently is our currency. <laughs> he didn't accept the nickname Fred Limpstone, which is the name I give all male. Yeah. I assume they have limp dicks until they prove otherwise. So I have taken a shit in his luggage and expect no recourse. <laughs> I found out where his wife lives and put a bunch of my pubes in their pillow. No recourse, please. Yeah. Even for this assault. <laughs> You know, you know his daughter? I beat her up. His daughter is seven. Yeah, it was really easy. Yeah, I found her in a parking lot, and then Tully Blanchard drove me away. Yeah. Right into a telephone pole. Why? Because Tully goes, why do you get to have all the fun? <laughs> Tully was on coke. One of us and must die. He held the telephone pole was a, was, a, was a black man, and he was not in my neighborhood. John, if we can get sidetracked for a second here, Facebook knows that i said pizza hut a lot to more did i tell you this it's a it's it's one of the uh, jokes in my skit now but i think i've said fried chicken so much that now legitimately the last time 
uh, I flew somewhere, I booted up old Google Maps, and it just gave me a list of the KFCs in the area. Like, that was what Google Maps decided was the, like, notable thing I should have. <laughs> Mate, you fucking nailed it. Your description on WWE.com when you become a WWE diva will be, the name diva would never have been appropriate for this man, because when he uses Google Maps, it's just to find other Kentucky Fried Chickens. <laughs> no. Competitors that faced him were slick with grease and slick with blood. <laughs> My God, he put salt in his eyes, <laughs> not from a bag, actually, that was on his fingers <laughs> still. My God. My God. He's got that coleslaw. My God. It's green in nature, but not a green found in nature. If there's one thing that life teaches you is that if they made an accurate version of Bastion Booger, it would just be a guy in a Mario shirt with an open hoodie. If they made an accurate... <laughs> I hang out with a lot of Bastion Boogers. <laughs> Pardon me, sir. Is that neck beard cultivated? I don't know how to shave it. <laughs> they should redo Bastion Booger as just like, man on Reddit. Oh, Yeah. He's actually standing outside the ring and tweeting mean things until the other guy's distracted, rolled up, pinfall. Yeah, it's ironic Got that- Got distracted by Twitter. Yeah. It's ironic Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame and Bastion Booger, basically liberals drawing of anyone that would vote for Donald Trump, is also a WWE character. <laughs> yeah, except he's more com comfortable with his body. To everyone out there uh, who's part of the rest of the review nation- um, start calling people become monkeys. Become monkeys, of course. Um, start calling people libs. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, libtards is good. <laughs> no, no, just whatever lib. <laughs> it's like what? what? There you go. <laughs> but especially when I just I called my girlfriend found a cat, and I was like, man, you're such a lib, and she took she took it really badly. It was really good. Oh yeah, just saying what someone is as an insult. That's great. Yeah. Oh, you're a reasonable person. That's bad. Oh what? Oh what? You want state-funded libraries? You fucking pussy. <laughs> nerd. 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 You must earn a library. Mm -hmm. That's what Glenn Jacobs says. Yeah. Be like Glenn Jacobs Town in Knox, uh, Knoxville County. We'll be closing the hospital and we'll just be replacing it with medical textbooks. You figure it out. <laughs> Everyone will get three Band-Aids. After two weeks, you will be charged for those Band-Aids. Yes. Make your own Band-Aids. $40 a Band-Aid. Uh, my... Yeah, exactly. Even buying Band-Aids is not allowed anymore. Yeah. You have to sew them out of horse hair that we will provide. I murdered my entire family, and look at me. I'm fine. <laughs> so, all right. What's the rest of Bulnacano's beautiful, beautiful, what do you call that, description? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, it's really good. Uh, All Japan women's pro wrestling when she was only a teenager. Nakano became familiar to WWE fans when she terrorized good girl Alundra Blaze in 1994. Yes. Right there is one of the most demeaning, demeaning things. Yeah. In a ver she was a little teenager because in Japan they're savages who don't know what working uh, appropriately is. And then she met not star athlete, pioneer Alundra Blaze, just good girl. Someone who follows orders. Someone who keeps a secret. <laughs> Alundra knows where I buried the gun, and she doesn't tell the cops. Yeah. That was that was the alternate description. Al Listen. Did I sell Alundra Blaze to Harvey Weinstein? Yes. Did she demand <laughs> it with her eyes? Of course. I'm Vince McMahon. Cocaine is not addictive to me. Can I tell you one thing? Uh, one of the grossest things I've heard on a podcast, and it's not even this podcast. Wow. It was the er Eric Bischoff uh, and the Connie Thompson did an episode on Hog Wild, which is one of like Bolnacano's featured matches she had in North America. And... I'll say this, uh, he talks about how, Eric talks about how he rode his motorcycle to Sturgis, South Dakota, with Medusa in front of him, and he said it was a good view, but he said it slowly, with his mouth really wet, over the course of three minutes, and I turned the episode off and I wanted to throw my phone in the toilet. I was like, <laughs> this old fucking creep. Oh. Oh, man. I don't think I've hated someone more... Like, usually when someone releases a podcast, I end up having a soft spot for them. I can honestly say I don't like Eric Bischoff more now. It's amazing. Because here's the thing uh, with Eric... With Amer Eric Bischoff is just every corporate CEO. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Because of your decisions, all those kids died. 
whose decision was it really? Maybe those kids were weak. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, it's just horrendous. He's a bad guy. He's a bad fucking guy. That's sad. Um, here's the weird thing, though, is the more you... Re- like, I read Jim Ross's book, and fuck me, does that guy, A, he's so fair, but also... Um, like he makes people that are clearly pieces of shit sound hor- like Grizzly Smith is such a bad man, a bad man. Yes. And in Jim Ross's book, you're like, what a reasonable man who just, you know, he did things the day, such as raping his own goddamn fucking wife. Yeah, but Jim Ross also seems like the type of guy who'd be like, see, what you don't understand about wrestling is that raping girls is parts of the business. My God, my God, my God, she wants rights. My God, my God. Good thing there's a man here taking away. What do you say, King? Why are you crying? <laughs> Don't be gay, King. <laughs> and we continue. She she competed in WWE long before that, however, teaming up with powerhouse Dump Matsomuda mm-hmm, as the Devils of Japan on a series of shows in 1986. Even back then, Nakano was already carrying out her persona as a black-hearted villain with captivating appearance that was equal Part Tokyo Scream Queen and Bowery Punk Rocker. Shaving the sides of her long Ooh. hair uh, before Skrillex was even born. Bull rocked leather vests and fright makeup to draw the attention of the crowd. And she was much more than just a Mortal Kombat cosplayer. All right. That fucking paragraph has so much unnecessary pop culture. It's tremendous. Okay. Well, this is the... This they is, mentioned... It was clearly some intern who's 23 wrote this. And kind of knew who this person was. Yeah, in a way. I think he looked at a photograph of her. Also, the amount of times that she's wearing... Like, she wears a lot of Grateful Dead shirts, clearly, because there's a skull on it. Even though Grateful Dead is just all of their music. is cling, 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 cling. <laughs> yeah, well, the, uh, there was a great one of... Uh, there's a UFC fighter who's uh, South Korean named Chen Sung Jung. Named the Korean Zombie. Because he's... For- for the first part of his career, he was like, I defend punches by making them by his first part of his career. His fighting strategy was legit Homer Simpson from that episode where he discovers he can't be knocked out. But anyway, he clearly was like, oh, play a song with the word zombie in it. So he comes out to zombie by the cranberry. Um, I'm not going to lie to you right now. Every time someone brings up the song Zombie by Cranberries, I immediately lose focus and think of the time I drove with a comedian from London to Bristol and Bristol to London, and all he did was play Zombie by the Cranberries on repeat loudly. That's a lie. It was fuck. 100% true. Who was who is the comedian? I'm not going to say because he's a person who does not take criticism well. By Jamali what Maddox, I, good. All right. No, it's not, it's not Jamali Maddox, first of all. Jamali's Jamali's not into the cranberries, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that be that made him sound somehow homophobic. <laughs> oh, let's just say he doesn't really like Bull Nakano's type. Oh, you, Japanese people? No, gel in your hair. What are you talking about? Women. <laughs> As a singles champion in Japan, Mexico, and WWE, Nakano intimidated opponents opponents with her unbridled intensity and put them down with her imposing 200-pound frame. Again, she's fat, and that's bad. Taking obvious pleasure and causing pain, she grabbed a handful of hair and fling a rival across the ring in tribute to the fabulous Mula and a guillotine leg drop claimed her more, victor, more victims than a French executioner. Oh, my fucking Ooh. God. She she murdered more people than the French Revolution. Yeah, I really hope that the person that wrote this, as it turned out, it was Linda McMahon. This is actually what Linda McMahon's doing in the White House. She's not <laughs> just the small business, but bizarre. She also has to write all the profiles for WWE.com. And the tributes to Fabulous Moolah didn't just stop there for Bull Nakano. She actually sold a series of 14-year-olds into sex slavery. Yeah. Not only did she uh, um, emulate Fabulous Moolah in the ring, she also is wanted for solicitation and uh, threatening to put a woman in a carpet and throw into a lake. <laughs> Fabulous f- Moolahs, whose last words were, and I quote, ha ha, you never caught me. <laughs> Fabulous Moolah, whose gravestone reads, prove it, bitch, uh, it was late to rest today <laughs> after a, a lifetime of what <laughs> anyone would call creating nightmares in a factory of hate. Um, <laughs> in a world full of bitches, I'm the cunt. Fabulous movie. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Dylan, I want that t-shirt so badly. In a world full of bitches, I'm the cunt. New, t- new t-shirt. Yeah. Someone get pro wrestling tees on the fat. phone. In a world full of bitches, I'm the cunt. And uh, yeah. what was the other? Oh, what was the... There was something about cum. Um, yeah. I'm a cum monkey. You're a cum monkey who wants to come on me. Hashtag rest the review. Hashtag Maybe we'll too. just have... Maybe we'll have a cum... <laughs> hashtag me too. Well, maybe we'll have a cum monkey shirt that's just the uh, the man... the, the tin, I'm the tin man and you're the cowardly lion and we're nutting on one of those monkeys. And that's that's like, very good. Like, what does this have to do with wrestling? But like, oh, if you're assuming nothing, you are correct. Um... Actually, it has everything to do with wrestling. I don't know if you know anything about wrestling, but this is basically a metaphor for how they've all been treated. <laughs> Fiction has jizzed on them, basically. <laughs> They're covered in the jizz of fiction. Yeah. Oh, there's more. <laughs> Bull Nakano became a revered sports atten- uh, entertainment figure following a string of physical encounters against formidable opponents like Aja Kong and Manami Toyota. But that second one, not a wrestler. Just a car that Vince McMahon owned in the 70s and he didn't like. It was this international <laughs> reputation that brought her to the WWE in 1984 for a rivalry with Alunda Blaze that revitalized the long-stagnant women's title. The two battled exhaustively throughout the year with Nakano's biggest victory coming on November the 24th, 1994, when she won the women's championship in front of more than 42,000 fans in the Tokyo Dome. Nakano and Blaze rumbled again in 1995 in WCW. But her career began to wind down soon um, after following a brief stint as a professional golfer. No, seriously, Nakano officially retired from wrestling on January 8th, 2012. Although her run in the WWE was brief, her stunning look and in-ring daring made her a competitor that was impossible to forget. Basically, she was fat. She was one of two people that we put in the women's division. I don't like her. She played golf. That's what that says. The crazy thing is that Bull Nakano legit her character was she was it was her and alundra blaze backslash medusa were the only two women's wrestlers for a solid three years in america because all of the other japanese women maybe we're jumping the gun here but all the other japanese women not all of the other but most of the other japanese women uh oh i'm doing i make generalizations because i'm a bad man you go ahead. Yes. No, because I actually, yes. I actually watched some All Japan Women's Wrestling that made me very uncomfortable, John. Because if you're watching All Japan's Women Wrestling in a Starbucks, it doesn't not look like you're watching porn. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. And then they're like, "This guy's into weird porn." <laughs> Why, sir? Can you? I don't care if you bought four fucking lattes. Get the fuck out of here with your blood porn. It's also very nice to know when you are researching this show. And you look down at your notepad and you've written things like come monkey. And then you just to know, I'm not going to have to share this seat on a bus because no one's sitting next to me now. <laughs> well, that was one thing with, with the Tully Blanchard episode. We forgot to say the word come monkeys. And I really do want to drive home the fact that if you like this show, you are a come monkey. Yeah, you are a primate covered in spunk. Yeah. But you can fly. Um, so, Dylan, let's actually... It's uh, 19 minutes into the show. Let's discuss Bull Nakano. It's one of the most interesting wrestlers for exactly what you just said. Essentially, she was one half of the women's division in the mid-90s in the WWE. And also was part of quite possibly one of the worst matches ever where she was booed for being uh, not white. Welcome to Sturgis, South Dakota. But that is... That is, we we are jumping way ahead, A, and B, that is, like, what wrestling is. Like, that is what wrestling is. You find an Asian manager, and then you put all the Asian people with that manager, and they get booed. Like, that's what wrestling was in the 90s, and, it, and for whatever you want to say, like, when I was watching it, I was like, they could find something more, they could find something better for sure to do, but the other point would be it worked so why change it but let's start with bull nakano uh bull nakano is born kiko nakano on january 8th 1968 in kawaguchi japan uh she starts training with the all japan women at the age of 15 and that's right her match in 1986 was because she was just 18 she had just turned 18 she wrestles her first match in 83 and basically uh is part of the it's a slow rise ending in the early 90s but she's part of the all japan women's wrestling uh 
dojo and the league is it a league john federation is that a better word get this i just looked it up it's in fact a league Ooh, okay just looked it up I, uh what I, I didn't the fuck is Dylan like talking about league better okay. it's 100 correct but uh yeah she and if you've ever seen the all japan women's wrestling matches uh if you've never seen the all japan women's wrestling matches my i would say a good point to start with is bull nakano versus aja kong it's a cage match, and here's my favorite thing about it, is slowly uh, you realize, oh, they used to just, a major part of those matches are just stabbing each other. Isn't that fun, John? It is very fun. It's very interesting, though, especially in Japanese wrestling, where it shows that like the Americanization of it recently is also very good for the wrestlers, because up until basically you know the early 2000s, Japanese wrestling was, this man mugs you, but doesn't go for the kill stroke. Get in the ring. Like, that's why Stan Hansen <laughs> and Bruiser Brody did so well there is you could beat them up and they weren't that hurt. As opposed to other places where if you beat them up, then they're, you know, they can't take it. But it's like, oh, that giant blind cowboy doesn't seem to be, he seems impervious to being punched. Oh, no, he's drunk. Okay, well, he's getting in the <laughs> ring anyway. Like, that's the, that's why they were able to last that long. You see that with Bull Nakano basically looking... She ages in the. She basically Benjamin buttons herself as she gets older and into wrestling. She ages really bad, and then as soon as she stops wrestling, becomes a golfer. That all goes away, and she becomes and looks a lot younger. She also had a lot of, as it turned out, excess weight specifically so she could bump and have these extreme matches, which is a weird sort of odd forethought where she knows, well, I'm going to be a bad guy. I'm going to be thrown around a lot, so I instead of um, like in getting cut like a, a Lundra Blaze, I am gonna pack on the the pounds so I'm soft and cuddly when I land on the mat. Well, that's the thing. Where that's actually a crazy thing. Um, you can watch this body transformation. But there's a offensive lineman for the Dallas Cowboys in the 1990s. If you uh are North American, you probably heard the name Nate Newton. Nate Newton was almost 400 pounds in the 1990s, and now he's down to about 180 pounds. And it's pretty much because Bull Nakano was a professional. So what she uh figured out was uh most of the bumps take place on my boom boom. So my boom boom better be big. And she had a big boom boom in the 90s, and as soon as she gets out of wrestling, she's like, well, this isn't healthy for me to be overweight, so she just lost the weight, like an athlete would. She used it for what it was for. She used it to make her life a bit easier while she was wrestling and to stand out a bit more amongst all these women who are 135 pounds, and she's 5'7", she can pack on the weight a bit, so why not walk around about 220 and she, furthermore, to your point about Stan Hansen and Brody and all those guys, she was like a Stan Hansen, Bruiser Brody type character in women's wrestling where she was, like, let's say this, she was a better worker than those guys. And the I know that sounds weird to say, but it's very true. She was, uh, she had better matches and shit, but she also could do the I'm big, so let's just stab each other match. Yeah. Which it's you like. Also sort of crazy. It's also, it's interesting to show that her look, I feel kind of translated to be kind of stale over in America because it didn't look like, how do I say this? It looked really fresh in Japan, but by the time she got there in the mid-90s, it looked like it was sort of like she was trying to be like a Hulk Hogan-esque monster up against Medusa, but because they just had those two people to have that match, it it didn't, it never really rung true for me anyway. Yeah, that well, that's the whole thing about, I think, the problem with the women's division in the WWE that's, that's always happened. And I, it was obviously a bigger problem in the 90s, but it's still a problem now is that they don't have like a fucking mid card. They just have either you're the champion or you're losing all the time. Like there's there's like 10 women's wrestlers on each roster. Like you need like it sounds fucked up, but it's like you need like 20. You need 20 so you can have like these these five are shit. These five win sometimes. These five win most of the time, and these five never lose. Like that's what you need. It's something that they're only really now doing in ta for tag teams again, which is what they did in the eighties. Which is you need to be able to have a match where it's two tag teams and they're not wrestling for a title. Yeah, exactly. You need yeah you need to have because that's what makes your titles uh special is that they you most of the matches aren't for the title. Like, every women's match was for the women's championship for, like, 20 years. <laughs> it's like, and then the women's title's on the line. Why? Because fuck it. Yeah, Fabulous Mother versus whoever agreed to get in the ring with that pimp. Uh, and then it was a Blaze, <laughs> and it's like, a Blaze versus Bull Nakano. And how, like, 
here's the craziest thing. This is how much that that was the only thing that they thought would work as wrestling in the 90s for women. That it was it was like that both in the WWE and in WCW, which is the best. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Medusa basically switched to WCW, so then they were like, women's wrestling happens over there now. Um, 1986, though, Bull Nakano, I do want to mention this because she does come into uh, the WWF for a bit with uh, Dump Matsumoto, and here's the fun mm-hmm. thing is that uh, if you watch these matches, it is more racist than a uh, Trump speech because <laughs> it's just it's just Bobby. Go on. Calling, Go on. Calling calling the women fat and saying things that are <laughs> like it's just Bobby Heenan with his big book of stereotypes saying uh, things about their how they're fat i didn't know you could get that fat off eating sushi like it's just that's as the sentence is the whole match. bobby heenan did not take women's wrestling seriously whatsoever he barely took men's wrestling seriously but he don't give it like it's oh i'm into it i'm fucking into it all right so john are you ready to have me butcher some fucking names uh leading up to uh, basically uh basically i'm gonna summarize uh bull nakano's all Japan women's wrestling run before we get to her time in the WWE and WCW. Then we'll take a break and I'm going to butcher some fucking names. Or do you want to take a turn and also butcher some names, John? Go. No, I want you to do it and then I'm going to mock you for it. Uh, No, I don't want to be mocked, John. I don't want to Tough. be mocked. Go ahead. She, Give me a she name. She wins the Triple WA all specific title, uh, defeating. Mitsuku Nishiwaki. Was that good? That was actually very good. It, the only problem was is that you almost did a racist accent, but you you held it back. John. Yes, sir. That's going to be this whole episode. Uh, that's, that's basically your whole life. <laughs> Don't do that Ooh, fake laugh. I barfed and it was and all cum. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Tight cunt. <laughs> How much cum um, do you drink? Be my taunt if I was a wrestler. So, uh, Bull is basically how much? How much what? How much wrestling does this woman do? Well, she wrestled she was, she was fifteen until yesterday. So, <laughs> and the other thing about Japanese women's wrestling, I think we can point out is they they had a lot of what you want to say different size talent like. Bull isn't the only uh, big girl here. Like, they have Aja Kong. If you've never seen Aja Kong matches, she's great. And Ronda Singh, who would later wrestle in WWE as Bertha Faye. Uh, and she uh, she participates in, in 1992, I believe. Uh, generally known as actually one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. The All Japan Women put on a show where 32,000 people came out. And that was like basically the top end of women's wrestling. Uh, the the it's the most they ever drew just for a women's wrestling card. And I'm the evolution card will probably surpass that, but that is the critical both critically and financially the top for uh, women's wrestling. Um, at the and at this point she's like starting to transition out of being uh just in japan uh she's 24 she's also wrestled for what nine years at that point no she was 25 sorry she's 25 and she's wrestled for nine fucking years somehow because they start you wrestling when you're four years old in japan yeah and and you don't stop until you're dead here's what no one knows (laughs) giant baba died at 41 he sort of wrestled he was a sperm that ricky dozen found in the streets (laughs) mission not accomplished mr baba um continue butchering names dylan Ooh. so she's like nakano essentially was a pro wrestling prodigy she won she won the she was a name at 16 a champion at 17 and she held the WWWA title for uh, three years, which was one of the longest reigns uh, in the history of that championship. Like, Japanese women's wrestling still happens now, uh, Avi, but it was never as big as the heights that Nakano and Minumi, uh, Minami Toyota, uh, Suzuki, Minami, and uh, Toyushu Yamada took it to, with, along with Aja Khan and Ronda Singh, blah, blah, blah. They had a deep division. That was a brutal mispronunciation. Well, what the fuck am I supposed to say? You do it. No. You you do all three of those names. Do Minami Toyota, 
Suzuka Minami and Toshio Yamada. Toshio Yamada. Suzuki Manatoni. Toyota. <laughs> you say Manatoni? So wait a minute. You took a, a Japanese woman's name and turned it into a type of pasta. What's wrong with that? They invented the noodle in Japan, so they're allowed to have hybrid dishes. Oh, sorry, Dylan. I guess you just live in a world where every ethnicity has to stay within their lane, not me. I'm for inclusion. Literally Googling who invented noodles. <laughs> I, if if my computer works correctly, I'm going to say this. It'll commit suicide when I write that into Google. <laughs> this man's not worthy of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The earliest record of noodles is in China. So, oh, so, fuck. All right, I'm going to throw my computer out. The uh, the uh, use for it is done. Yeah. You already have turned Google Maps into just a way to find KFC, and now you know when noodles were from. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Oh, you, no. uh, you know, some people use computers for knowledge. Not me. I need it for carb information. <laughs> There is a match I watched from with uh, Nikano in the late 80s where, and once again, not a big J uh, Japanese uh, wrestling fan myself, but if so basically, this is to the naked eye because they don't introduce anybody. Um, Bull Nikano comes out and her, her and her tag team partner, fresh faced, nice looking people, and then two women come out and they both are covered in swastikas and then they just start stabbing each other. <laughs> So this is this is a lot. I think it's the it was the last wrestling Sounds match right. I watched where I actually wanted someone to win as if it was a real fight. It's like, well, just let's, let's let the let the Nazis win. Yeah, you wanted the Nazis to win, much like how you feel about World War Two. You know what? Honestly, I'm a big World War Two fan fiction writer. Yeah, it is weird. I've read it a lot of. Yeah, the, well, your most startling one is called Ava. Put it in your bra. Uh, I think you need to talk about uh, your fan fiction poem. Ava, I want to put it in your bra. Uh, Bruh, by the way, um, is I don't remember who came up with it, but it is something that uh, my friend Matt Boyle would say about girls all the time. I'm going to put it in there, bruh, which means butt. <laughs> Matt Boyle couldn't sound more like a backup defenseman. He is a bus mechanic in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> oh, that's triple sad. Triple sad for Matt. I'm kidding. Matt, if you're out there, we love you, baby. We love you. We love you, Matt. You're great. If you guys are in public right now, before we go to break, can you do this? Pause the show, right, after I'm done telling you to do this. If you're in public, just take... All right, firstly, here's what you do. Keep your... Your headphones are probably in. So now what you want to do is... Google uh, a Bull Nakano FMW. Click on the first thing that comes up. Bull Nakano FMW. Now just go five minutes into the video, right? And take your headphones out and put it on as loud as possible because you're about to show the bus that you like bloody women and screaming. Thanks very much for listening to this half. We'll be back with yeah. her North American wrestling career uh, after this. Bye-bye. <laughs> Trouble. This will be the fastest one as never. Hey, Dylan, patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Please give us money, get uh, alternate episodes, and you can maybe pick the wrestler we review next, and maybe John will get a Barry Darso tattoo on his lower back. Slut, slut, slut. Shame on your body. We're back, everybody. Back. This is what you wanted to hear about Bull Nakano in the WWE, and more importantly, Bull Nakano in WCW. Bull Nakano debuts in the WWE the way they debuted every female wrestler, which is she just beat up Alundra Blaze. Yeah, right away, you're facing the goddamn motherfucking champion. Yeah. She beats up Alundra Blaze while they're in uh, Japan. Remember, at this time, uh, what? Oh my god, how the fuck did I forget this? Because it was the whole reason that Hogan basically went with the WWF over the AWA. Who did uh, they have a long-standing relationship with John? Was it All Japan or New Japan? I believe it was All Japan. No, it's New Japan. Fuck. Yes, it's New Japan because it, it, it's Anoki. Uh, uh, yeah, New Japan. New Japan. It's New Japan. Yeah, so that this is the very interesting thing where it's like the... They're taking from the All Japan Women's Division. Like, they've taken their star, essentially. Like, Paul Nakano, for context, is like Lady Vader, but better. Yeah, yes. Well, she's also a fat piece of shit, but she'd never admit to it. 
Well, it's also like, <laughs> well, but it's also like it's maybe like Samoa Joe and Ring of Honor. Like that's who she is. Where it's like, oh, this the best, the most intimidating person in the company is also like the best worker. And I will say this: if you haven't seen before, we get into her WWF run. If you haven't seen uh, her finishing moves uh, or her move set in Japan, watch it because she does a move that I. I don't I don't know why they haven't done it, but basically it's like a reverse tombstone where she just has the person's head on her butt and then she drops down. Oh yeah. It's like the first part of an Alabama slam and then you just go to your knees. It's it's real it's real violent looking. And looks like very safe. Very much what Dylan looks for in a root move because it's just his face near someone's butt. It's called the fart sucker. <laughs> yo, lick that yo, fucking yo, yo, farter. Yo, 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 That's yo, what yo, I yo. fucking do. Eat a fart out of my butt, man. <laughs> Here's Bobby Heenan on commentary. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good because it's good because it's good because I'm on commentary. I'm Bobby Heenan. Here's good because uh, Japanese people they like raw fish. And here's me on commentary. You gotta yeah. look your way out of an ass. Uh yeah, Bobby Heenan and uh, Dylan. Bobby Heenan and Dylan got commentary would be an interesting duo in Japan. Just. Bobby Heenan discussing the fact you're supposed to cook food and you just keep being like, mm, yeah, but look at that turd cutter. <laughs> look at her fucking turd cutter, Bobby. <laughs> ah, there's been a lot of good fake fights on this show, plus the dumpers ain't too bad neither. Mm, she's the kind of... Bye-bye. And then I say bye-bye at the end of every match. I wouldn't be offended if she took a shit on my chest, right, Bobby? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> The interesting thing about Japan is it's bad. I have this book of stereotypes, and there's so many Japanese yeah. wrestlers that I ran out of it the first match. <laughs> All I've hey got in my book. Hey there, Bobby Heenan. I've got a gun. What? <laughs> I will say this: watching Bobby Heenan talk uh, over Bull Nakano and like women's wrestling matches in general really like uh, people saying bobby heenan is funny is it really ages badly uh because essentially he's just like a book yeah. of dad jokes and then stereotypes yeah it's like a book of dad jokes if your dad was steve bannon <laughs> yeah he just yeah all he did was make fun of the japanese and fat women and everyone's like he's super clever <laughs> was like, what? but this is the crazy thing about wrestling which is you don't have to be that good at something to be to, to be so stand out in wrestling because everyone's doing the same thing it's the same way like jim Cornette was just loud yeah, and annoying but he was just really loud and annoying so he just stayed in people's mind i think jim Cornette is unique i think jim Cornette is like he's one of the most unique characters and there's a way they could have changed him obviously we did a jim Cornette episode there's a way they could have changed him to make him great for the 90s and the 2000s they just didn't um but another unique character obviously is bull nakano let's fucking it's 40 minutes and let's talk about 1990 goddamn four uh, oh 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 Hello. She goes right into a uh, feud with Alundra Blaze. They give her Luna Vachon as a manager. Mm -hmm. um, she ba she comes in. Here's the thing, though. Since there is no, there are no, sorry, uh, like jo women's jobbers. She basically comes in and they're like, "Trust me, she's good." But all she does is lose. Yeah. Well, this is again the problem is they don't commit to her decisively beating a Lunder Blaze. They instead are like, "She's really good," and everyone's like, "Is she?" And they're like, "Yeah, she's not though." Like, oh, all right. We believed you. Like, it's very much a WWE move of like, we're really behind this person in that we want them to do well, but we're not going to help them in any way. And if it, they don't, by the miracle of God, get through all of the things we've put in their way, we blame them for being bad. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Also, but, go, sorry, but also up. saying this is that I, I fucked up in the first part. Can I make a correction quick before you yes, go I on? Sorry, you buddy. Uh, I fucked up in the first part. November 20th, 1994, that is where Bull Nakano beats Alundra Blaze for the WWF Women's title. Also, that is the event that had, uh, depending on sources, uh, 35,000 and 42,000 fans. Uh, it was an all-Japanese women's wrestling uh, event, and it was a cross-promotional WWF, MPW, LLPW, JWP, and uh, Gaya Japan. So, yeah, I fucked up there. That was the major... Uh, point in women's wrestling because uh, obviously 42,000 goddamn fans, nothing to sneeze at. I'm not sneezing. I never sneeze. Achoo. <laughs> so what we're going to say, John, before I rudely cut you off, you big-headed fuck. I gotta tell you, I totally don't remember because I just wanted you to point out that the stadium they fought in was Egg Stadium, which I think is so funny. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> the big egg. The, oh, pardon me. The big egg. Welcome, everyone. Bobby Heenan would have had a field day with Oh, that. the egg's cracked. And then you just hear him actually shitting. Bobby, are you? Are you? Yeah. Oh, uh, hey. What, what's the next stadium? Uh, a bunch of noodles? <laughs> Bobby, are you? Gorilla, come on. Get in here. Bobby, are you shitting? Yeah. What, what, why are you <laughs> shitting on microphone? That's what I think of this country. What, Bobby? You're not even in Japan. No, it's uh, that's how I feel about America. I'm very progressive. <laughs> so, uh, Bull Nakano, since they didn't take the women's wrestling division very seriously, she actually defended it pretty extensively in Japan uh, before, of course, losing it to uh, Lunder Blaze uh, at a taping for Raw. Um, and the thing is, Vince books. It's kind of weird because, like, with male, she books Lunder Blaze. He books Lunder Blaze. Sorry, like he's booking Hulk Hogan, but there's no one like with with every monster that faces Hulk Hogan. There's always that steep climb where it's like, oh, we saw this guy beat the shit out of like nine slobs. He must be tough. But Bull Nakano was like, well, she's from Japan, so that's mysterious. She must be tough, right? It's also one of those things where I think that Bull Nakano would have actually really been helped with a mouthpiece like a Jim Cornette in this time. Because instead of having to have her wrestle, you could have just had Jim Cornette annoyingly address the fact that she's the best fucking women's wrestler in the world. All that sort of stuff. But they never do that. Because Luna, you know, is many things. A talker, she is not. And that really proves to be an issue because it's basically then you just have... Bull Nakano and Luna Vachon, neither of them are talking. Neither of them are getting Bull Nakano over. They're basically just relying on her makeup and her her leather jacket to get her over. And it just doesn't yeah, really that's work. True. And it fizzles out because also they don't definitively beat her. It's not like she beat um, Alundra Blaze on TV. They like showed clips of it and like went out of the way to be like, oh, and Alundra Blaze was suffering from a yeast infection and she also had brain cancer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's all they ever do. All they ever do is uh and, and that and then they just bring in um they just bring in uh, there was they were supposed to bring in Aja Kong, uh, but then they quickly fired Aja Kong after she beat the fucking shit out of a couple jobbers and apparently got It should be made clear that wasn't in the ring, that was in the hotel room. Night. Thank you. Get him. Keep going with your point. Get him. Oh, allegedly uh, she was fired from WWF for cocaine possession. Uh, ass. Nice. Oh, interesting. I was going to say asking Vince McMahon to stop doing that thing with his eyes. <laughs> uh, Bull Nakano. It's an impression of you. Of course. <laughs> Man, it must have been fun to not be relied on for anything. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I'll take your six figures and not have to try. Yumma dum dum. Yeah, exactly. Like, wait a minute. I'm, what is it? So it's 68. It's 95. She's 27 here. Uh, and she finally gets to not try at wrestling. Yeah, let's do some blow and do some. Like, this is her. She's 27. And this is her, like, what the Brit the Brits call it a gap year, but it's like this is her time to go see the world and shit. Because literally for yeah. her entire childhood since she's been fifteen, she's just been being stabbed by other big women. Well, that's why she did the cocaine. Is she just needed a pick me up? Because if not, she would just cry on the floor. Nobody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she would say every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and uh, they're supposed to have her feud with Bertha Faye. They're actually going to try and start a division, but. Bull Nakano ruined all of that with her. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was Bull Nakano's fault. I think that was just probably. I think first of all, what doesn't mention is Vince McMahon put the cocaine. Like, hold my cocaine, Bull. All right, you're fired for holding cocaine. What the fuck? <laughs> I could, I could see that. How would uh, the hell that happen? <laughs> That's really funny. So let's talk about WCW, baby. Bull Nakano goes to WCW. Does she debut by attacking Medusa, who's also a Linda Blaze? Yeah. Is she managed by Sonny? Oh, no. Who's essentially being the most racist character he can be? Oh, yes. And um, so she's feuding once again with uh, a Blaze, now known as Medusa. Um, 
They then um, have this very weird, very Medusa-esque match at Hogwild. Here is the premise of Hogwild, Dylan. 5,000 bikers gather in a parking lot in Sturgis, South Dakota during the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, and they have a wrestling pay-per-view that's totally free, and a lot of things happen. For example, they chant the N-word at Harlem Heat. They booed Bull Nakano for not being white. Hulk Hogan easily defeated the Giant and then hit him with a belt, and the Giant lay in the middle of the ring for 15 minutes, and then he beat up Brutus the Barber Beefcake. It was excruciating. And also, a pay-per-view I've seen more than any other because I owned it on VHS. Tony Schiavone gets an eagle tattoo. Bobby Heenan's a bit bit drunk. And Dusty Rhodes is particularly, like, you can't understand a fucking thing he's saying on commentary. Yeah, this is basically, they're vacationing on television, all of them. Yeah, oh yeah. And by the way, the road wilds get even crazier. Dennis Rodman shows up at one. The set gets bigger. It's also the site of where Hulk Hogan re-debuts in the red uh, red and the yellow. And then um, uh, they think it's going to be a big turning point for the company. And everyone goes, yeah, we... It's fine. Also, can we just say this? We have yet to address on the podcast that Hulk Hogan is back in the WWE Hall of Fame, which means he will more than likely be appearing at SummerSlam, depending on when this comes out, or he appeared at SummerSlam, which is fucking crazy. Was Bull Nakano um, consulted? Yes, because she needed to get Hulkster Coke, and also he wanted to fuck her on camera, because that's his thing now. <laughs> Where's Bubba with the camera, dude? Because I'm going all the way. Yeah. All right, dude. Let me tell you, dude. I'm going to ride her, dude, like she's a motorcycle, dude. And then I'm going to say to her, dude, what those men... <laughs> Dude, said to those children, boo, dude, Harlem hate, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the best thing, I think the best thing about the bike the bike matches, so one of them gets to smash the other one's bike. We're, of course, speaking of Bull Nakano and Medusa. Uh, Medu- Bull Nakano has a Honda, Medusa has a Harley, and they try and smash the Harley, but they didn't gimmick the bike at all. So Medusa just like takes a while and basically breaks a headlight over the course of five minutes. It's even better than that. First of all, um, Sonny Ono hits the Harley. Okay, so Medusa wins, but Sonny Ono grabs the sledgehammer, runs over to the Harley, hits the seat of the Harley. Because it's a motorcycle convention, like this is the hottest the crowd gets. Like they're what? Um, yeah. He she gets she he grab she grabs the sledgehammer, and then yeah, a knocks down. The motorcycle, but it was absolutely not gimmicked at all. So all she does is basically smash the plastic off the side of the gas tank and throws that into the crowd, which one guy keeps showing it to the camera. And you can tell that it's like, well, that now hangs in a place of honor. And then behind it are photos of his kid. <laughs> and just it just because that this podcast uh, obviously doesn't get as many listens. So let's be uh, as uh, old Bishy and Conray. But let's say something right now. Eric Bischoff alleging repeatedly that Sturgis is a cool place. Look at the crowd at Hogwild. Sturgis is not a cool place. It is just where 40-year-olds no. go to cheat on their wives with women with women that are less attractive than their wives. Incorrect. That's, That's not where men go to cheat on their wives. That's where newly divorced dudes go to find your new stepmom. Her name's Roxy, and she's a waitress. She'll give you all the hamburgers you want, Dylan. Cool. <laughs> Somehow she's smoking a cigarette right now. Without it in her mouth. Yeah. Oh, this is Roxy. That smell is her cancer that's forming. She's. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I just put them in my food. <laughs> her tramp stamp reads an indictment is not a conviction. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, basically, they're they're. This is what they they just kind of use. Uh. They just kind of use Nakano sparingly in matches against Medusa to give Medusa some reason to be there because she did the, the solid of throwing the WWF women's title in the garbage on TV. And Nakano just repeatedly jobs to Medusa and is out of the company. They kind of did what you asked, actually. They gave her a strong mouthpiece in Sonny Ono to work with. It's just they didn't give them many promos because uh, that's not a thing they wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. And the, But the issue also with Sonny Ono, Sonny Ono was a bit limited in terms of his mic skills. And also, like, Sonny Ono, even then, even in 90s wrestling, at a certain point you did feel like, oh, this guy is just 
really racist. Like it's a really like it's basically he's just going ha I win. Like you're like, "Oh my lord." Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it sounds weird, but she we're almost done with this blatant stereotype for a while now. Like you kind of need to step away from the stereotypes. Obviously, they step back to to them because it's wrestling and no one has any like if you're stuck for an idea in wrestling, it's like, oh, I don't know, man, put a put a put a goddamn thing on his face and point out that he's not like us. That's uh, that's that's wrestling. <laughs> that's that's what it is. If you have any cultural biases, uh, point those out. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's really. Sad. I want to disagree with Dylan on if that. If I but- was to make like a hipster wrestling federation, like it's the same thing, but like it sounds fucked up, but it's the same thing. Like, uh, what I mean by that is, what I mean by that. If I was going to make a hipster wrestling federation, all I would do is the bad guy would come out in a ma- in a MAGA hat and then he would just like basically recite a lot of the points from Gamergate and then his tag team partner would be a pickup artist and they would be managed by uh, a black Republican. And that would be very controversial buying up all the world's water. Like that would be my top three. Yeah, exactly. And then the, and then the baby faces would be uh, a non-binary person. And that would be the baby faces and they would triumph over the evil right wing. Like that was, it's the same thing. It's you just look at archetypes and put them out there and that's what Bull Nakano was during her uh, WWF run is the archetypes that the fucking rednecks in the South didn't like, which was an Asian person full stop. I've stopped describing her. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even need to say Asian. You could just, Not a white person. Boop, boop, boop. Um, but this is the thing that's the best about wrestling is it's like, oh, the world can be progressive. <laughs> oh, it can be. But allow me to show you another side of that. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> um but she retired. Yeah. Sorry. I uh, just want to say this. She did retire in 1997 due to injuries. Go. John. Yes, she did. What and what did she when? go on to? What Why? did she go on to do? What did she go on to do? As we mentioned off the top, she became a golfer. It's the best. It's the fucking best. She became a golfer. She lived a nice life. She's aged incredibly well and looks better than she ever did when she was wrestling. And I'm really happy about it. And I really love that Bull Nakano's episode doesn't end with, and then she did pills and is dead. It ends with, and she has a nice life and she's happy with her decisions. It's so refreshing. She retired at 29 from wrestling. She what a lucky lady. It's so nice. So she's a pro. she was a pro golfer. One year later, and she placed one spot out of basically making the LPGA. It's just so much better than most pro wrestlers that we have on the show, where it's just like, and then they became Christian because their kids won't talk to them. (laughs) Yeah. And then society dictated they had to get religious because what the hell else after you do, after you do, insert terrible thing there. Exactly correct. It's... It's a long-standing thing that I've held, but women transition out of wrestling infinitely better than men. Men just keep on chasing it. Bull it's a like, really oh, good point. My back hurts. I'm done. Yeah, I'm tired. Bye-bye. No, we have to stay. I don't, though. <laughs> good point. Because most men, they say this repeatedly of other places, but the money-making years for a male wrestler is like, sounds fucked up, but 35 to 45 is your money-making years, versus Bull Nakano retiring when she's 29, which, as far as what wrestling entails, that's when your body will be feel the least toll for your wrestling habit, essentially. Like, taking bumps and shit past 35 must be insanely horrible. Yeah, like, think about fucking poor Rowdy Piper that's still, he's still fucking bumping in heaven. <laughs> Oh maniac. God! Come on, let me do a promo. Just let me. Oh, do listen up, God! Here, I'll point out that you let your son die, and you point out I'm wearing a skirt. How about that for a little program? Okay, listen up. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, listen up, God. I'm going to fucking stab you. Okay, God. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Give me back my weed, God. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about Bull Nakano, John? I love I love the second chapter of her career. I love that she like has gone on to lead a nice life. It's such a lovely, refreshing thing to hear about wrestling. But I'm going to say the best thing about Bull Nakano is um her hair. Because we didn't yeah, even Yeah, how did that health. shit stay up that whole time? I have no idea. I assume it was come. Hey come monkeys, let me hear you come. Oh yeah. Get let into it. Let me hear it. the call of the come monkey. Get into it, John. 
Dylan, what's the call of the cum? Ah, there, ah, ah, there it is. That's that's ah, the call ah, of the cum ah, monkey. Ah, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice you're a monkey, once you're coming. <laughs> really looking forward to some tweets from the fans or the listeners that say, we're cum monkeys. Hashtag cum monkeys. Hashtag shit up your fat. And direct all queries to Barry Darso. Go Talk ahead, Dylan. Tweet. What is your favorite Make thing about of yourself Bull Nakano? Doing a cum noise. My favorite thing about Bull Nakano is uh, Bull Besi- Bull's Poseidon, which is her finisher. Uh, I think it's a great move. 100%. She's also like, I don't know if we address this extensively uh, enough, but she is a fucking great wrestler and no bullshit. Like the matches she has with the London Blaze and WWF TV, you can watch those from that raw. You can watch uh, any of the pay-per-view matches they had. They are very good matches and she's a, uh, she's very fucking agile for her size and it ages well. Like it's, it's better than the wrestling you'll see from the women right now today. Like it's full, it's full, yeah, it's, it's a, full it's, stop and really stiff. It's like, I got something that's really stiff for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it's like Vince McMahon didn't, Thank you. it feels like Vince McMahon just didn't monitor what the women did because the men had to wrestle like a specific style. And we've all heard so much about that, about how basically NXT is like breaking these indie wrestlers of their habits. And that's now for the women as well. You can see that. But for Bull Nakano, it was like it really seemed like they were just go in there and do your thing because this is a part of the show we're just trying to figure out what to do with now. Yeah, it's you raise an interesting point, and it's something that's going to hopefully change a little bit as Vince McMahon eventually dies, which is varying up people's styles again. That's a great point. Bull Nakano kind of sticks in your head, and I only realized it now. Because she was so different in appearance and also moveset to any other type of wrestler you had seen up to that point. So the fact they're not really doing that anymore, it's a real shame. Great point, Dylan. You really nailed it. I am very smart. John, what's the worst thing about Bully Bully Nakano? I hated her face paint. I thought it was cheap and made her look like, a, like garbage. Really? Yeah, I did not enjoy it at all. I like. I loved her look. I just didn't like that one aspect. I thought it was over the top and unnecessary. It was. I thought it was wow. stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. I I honestly watched those matches and thought, how come no one has face paint like this now? Where it's like, not totally over your face. It's just accentuating something, you know. But that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're a fucking idiot, John. Fuck you. No, that's you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Go ahead, Dylan. What's the worst thing about Bull Nakano, in your opinion, that's wrong? This is gonna sound. Uh, this is gonna sound fun. So allow me. My uh, the worst thing about Bull Nakano for me is um, that since she didn't speak English, we have no shoot interviews or anything, or any backstage or insight into what she's actually like as a person. All we basically know is she was a very good wrestler. And then she started golfing. Like, that's all we know. We don't know her as a person. We don't know any of, like, the backstage stuff um, or any, like, stuff about her personality that's not her work. Um, So I suppose that could be also the best thing where it's, like, you can just talk about her work. You can't really – you can't talk about who she was, like – you. I don't know, we'll do an Al Snow episode one day, and for sure most of that episode will just be how Al Snow's a dink. You know what I mean? Yeah, how Al Snow Whereas if we just everyone. knew Al Snow was a wrestler... Dave Meltzer's yeah, the best worker in the in, in wrestling. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, as you just look at Al Snow just as a wrestler, purely as a wrestler, you'd be like, oh, that guy was fucking good. Like, that was a good wrestler. Why don't people talk about Al Snow more? Whereas, yeah, since we know Al Snow just being like, well, actually, if you notice that I could beat you up because I know karate, you're like, shut up, fat 13-year-old Al Snow, you know? Uh, yeah, are you in McFoley's book? Are you in McFoley's book? Excuse me. Excuse me. Are you in McFoley's book because I And am. how that just clearly got to him? Yeah, and all the stories of how that got to him? And that's the example, right? Oh, it's the best. It made him snap. I love it so much. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. We only know her wrestling, and I would like to know a bit more uh, about her personality. And maybe, maybe she was the Randy Orton. Maybe she was just shitting in the new girl's bag. Oh, that'd be so and then good. They'd find it and be like, 
that's my new bag and she'd be like now you have to eat it and then pull out she was the gum. she was you the pusher know. giving she was the one who was giving sean uh sean michael's coke the whole time she was his pusher <laughs> oh i'd love if i that left true. this and uh and just right at the end of the episode uh i'd be remiss if i didn't watch this or mention this there is a uh, about a 50 minute uh documentary on uh women's wrestling in japan if you just type in bull nakano documentary into youtube and uh that has one of the most gruesome things in it uh where essentially um are two uh the trainer and one and one of the new girls is kind of doing really what you would describe as like watching any divas match in the early 2000s like working soft and so the trainer throws her off the ropes and drop kicks her in the face so much that it just fucking uh breaks her jaw and then the girl while crying and bleeding uh is yelled at by the trainer so if you watch that if you want to be creeped out <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen there's only one thing left to do dylan i want to let you know you should shut up because you're fat i'm john hastings the reason why this podcast exists not dylan he's very bad i'm very ripped dylan got i'm gonna go climb a mountain super easily and john's gonna go eat i don't know all the rest of the snickers in the world if fat fuck bye bye <laughs> subscribe to us on patreon give us some fucking money you little fucks you little dirty little bitches cover your- don't bathe if you do not give us money, I am going to keep fucking your mom. Give us money, and I will <laughs> and I will stop with my charms. But we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we will see. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.